Hello, and welcome to the Christwalk Church Podcast. So for the past five weeks, we've been in this series called Frequency, where we've been talking about how we can cut through the noise in our life to position ourselves to better hear from the voice of God and, and how he speaks and, and, and moves in us. And if you can remember back all the way back to, uh, to week one, if, if, if you weren't here or you don't remember, uh, check out the podcast, go to our YouTube channel, whatever, you can, you can check it out there. But we talked about how one of the primary ways that God uses to speak to us is the Bible and that the Bible will always serve as the lens through which we look at all of the other ways God speaks to us because he will never contradict Predict what he has already communicated to us through his word. And then we, we talked about how God uses the desires of our life to speak to us, both the good and bad desires that are playing tug of war inside of our hearts, as well as the God desires that he will download into us as we continue to delight in him. In week three, we learned that God will often use people to speak to us. He will use other people to either confront or to confirm things in our life. In part four, we looked at how God speaks to us through what you and I would probably call doors, that that he opens doors in our life for us to walk through into new seasons. And and he closes some doors in our life to to help us to not go down a certain path. And then we, we looked at some of the ramifications that may take place if we try to push through one of the doors that God has closed And then last week, we talked about when you and I, we face difficulty or adversity in our life. And we discovered that if we look closely enough, we will realize that there is purpose in our pain. And that often God will use pain to speak to us because it is through that pain that he can get our attention in a way that he wouldn't be able to otherwise. And then today, as we wrap up this series, Frequency looking at how God speaks to us. I want to talk to us about how God talks to us through our promptings, our promptings. A prompting is simply a thought or a feeling that could show up at any time or at any place. God might prompt you with something in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a shower, in the middle of a round of golf, or in the middle of worship or prayer. When God speaks to us in this way, we often feel compelled to take some sort of action, to to do something or to say something or to pray for someone or something. Whenever we hear people talk about promptings in their life, we often hear them say things like, "I, I just, I felt like God wanted me to pray for this. Or I felt like God just wanted me to say this. I felt like God wanted me to give a specific amount of money to this. I felt like God wanted me to just drop what I was doing, stop everything, and then go and help that person. I just, I just felt it. Promptings are, they're a, they're a feeling, they're a sense, they're ideas, they're nudges, and they, they won't go away because God is using them to try and get our attention. Promptings are typically different from the other ways that God will use to speak to us because um, they point us to a particular call to action. 
Rather than just being able to tuck something away in our memory banks or to write something down in a journal, typically whenever we are prompted, it's God trying to get us to actually do something. And so that's why sometimes we have difficulty responding to the promptings in our life because it's one thing just to write something down or to tuck something away in our mind, but it's an, it's an entirely different thing to, to step up and, and take action and do something as a result of God speaking in our life. And that can often be a scary, scary place. And a lot of you might be wondering, so how can I position myself so that God can speak to me in this kind of way? Or others of you may be thinking, when God does speak to me, how can I be sure that it's really God and not just some bad pizza that is giving me, you know, these kinds of promptings. And for answers to that, we're going to take a look at the first 10 verses of chapter 3 of 1 Samuel. Now, before we jump into um, this passage, let me kind of set it up a little bit. There is, um, there's a woman named Hannah, and Hannah is barren. She is unable to have children, and so she goes to the temple um, on, on the reg, and she is crying out. She is, she is pleading. She is begging for God to bless her with a child. And so in essence, she kind of strikes a bargain or makes a deal with God, and she says, if you give me, if you bless me with a child, then I will dedicate that child back to you. It's kind of the foundation that we utilize for when, whenever we do uh, child or baby dedications here at the church. It's this idea that God has blessed us with a child. So we give that child back to God. But, but Hannah, she took it a, a step further than most of us take things now. Um, she prayed earnestly for God to bless her with a baby. And God gave her a little boy named Samuel. And so when Samuel was old enough to eat solid food, she actually took him to the temple and she dropped him off. And he began to live there to be mentored by the priest, Eli. And so that's where we pick up our passage for today in verse 1 of Samuel chapter 3. And it reads this way, The boy Samuel served the Lord under Eli. In those days, the Lord did not speak directly to people very often. There were very few visions. Eli's eyes were so weak, he was almost blind. One night, he was lying in bed. Samuel was also in bed in the Lord's house where the Ark of the Agreement was. God's lamp was still burning. Then the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered, I am here. Verse five, he ran to Eli and said, I am here. You called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel went back to bed. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel again went to Eli and said, I'm here. You called me. And again, Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the Lord had not spoken directly to him yet. The Lord called Samuel for the third time. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, I am here, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Verse nine, so he told Samuel, go to bed. If he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, I am your servant and I am listening. So Samuel went and lay down in bed. The Lord came and stood there and called as he had before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, Lord, I am your servant and I am listening. Now, there are three main takeaways 
that I see in this passage that fit with our theme for this morning. So as you take notes, I want to encourage you to write these down um, this morning so that you'll be able to remember them. Number one, the, the, the first main takeaway from this passage is that what you are near affects what you hear. What you are near affects what you hear. Now, Think about it this way. Have you ever been in a place where there's like a lot of background noise going on and someone is trying to talk to you? You know, it, it makes it difficult to hear. Like, like imagine like trying to carry on a conversation in the front row of a death metal concert. Like just totally, what? You know, totally impossible. You're right there in front of the speaker's and everything, all the loud noises that are around us, they, they create distractions that inhibit our ability to hear what the person next to us is saying clearly. So if, if you can't hear clearly, then maybe you just need to switch seats. If you can't hear clearly, maybe you need to move to a different spot because what you're near affects what you're here or what you hear. Samuel, he was literally sleeping in the temple. It would essentially be the same as him sleeping like right here on the front row of the church. And so there's a handful of you in here this morning that you have positioned yourself to hear from the Lord very well because you've become masters at dozing off in church on Sunday morning. So no doubt you are like right there on the cusp of the Lord really speaking into your life. But seriously, the, the point is, the more that we place ourselves in the presence of God, the more that we put ourselves, we, we position ourselves in the company of people who are chasing after Jesus, the more we spend time in those avenues, then the more likely God is going to speak to us. That's why things like coming to church and reading our Bible, and spending time in prayer, and worshiping, and joining a small group. That's why it's so important for us and our walk with Jesus, because as we do those things, we position ourselves for God to speak to us, because the things that we are near will affect what we hear. So if you don't like what you're hearing, move. It's as simple as that. Switch spots, change lanes, do something different and allow God to speak to you in a new and different way. If you're unable to hear from God, it's probably not his fault. This might be that you've positioned yourself in a place where you're unable to hear from him clearly because of all the distractions that are taking place around you. What you are near affects what you hear. Number two, write this down. A guiding voice helps us hear God's voice. A guiding voice helps us hear God's voice. All the way back in part two of this series, we talked a little bit about this. We talked about how we need to have someone in our life that we've given permission to speak into our lives. We need to have someone there that, that, that can confront or confirm things that God may be wanting to do in and through us. We need to have someone that we can talk to whenever we're unsure as to whether or not God is speaking to us. We need to ask those people to pray for us and to help us to discern the leading of God in our lives and, and his voice as he is speaking to us in our lives. These, these guiding voices, like I said, they need to be someone that we've given permission to speak into us so that, so that we're allowing them to come in. And, and, and often when we do that, God will use those people to challenge us, to encourage us, to teach us, and to help us become more 
like him and to accomplish his purpose in and through our lives. Samuel had Eli. He was able to go to Eli in order to receive instructions on how to respond to God, to the voice of God in his life. And so here's, here's the thing. If, if you are the most spiritual person in your group, or you are the person that is most attuned to the voice of God in your group, you need to find a new group because you need to be around people that are a little further along than you. I'm not saying like dump that old group. I'm just saying you need to, you need to get into a new place. You need to get around some people who, who they've been there and they've done that and they're a little further along down the road for you so that they can be a guiding voice in your life. Because if you are at the apex, if you are at the pinnacle, then you're gonna find yourself in trouble because you're going to be doing all of the leading and guiding, but you're not going to have anybody that is leading and guiding you and speaking into your life. And that is a dangerous place to be. So we need to know that a guiding voice helps us hear God's voice. And you need to put yourself in a place where you have a guiding voice to help you discern and identify the voice of God in your life. Number three, not only... What you are affects what you hear. And not only does a guiding voice help us hear God's voice, but number three, write this down. God is willing to repeat himself. God is willing to repeat himself. I recently saw something on Pinterest. That's right, I said Pinterest. (laughs) That said, as a parent, my hobbies include repeating myself, rage waiting, and repeating myself. Because that's what we do as parents, right? Like we tell our kids to do the same thing over and over and over again. And then we wait until they get them done. You are taking so long. And then we have to go back and repeat ourselves once again. Author Rodney LaCroix put it this way. He said, studies say that kids need a routine. My favorite routine is repeating myself every morning, asking them to do the same things over and over again. Chances are it's like that at your household. I know it's like that at mine. We say things like, it's time to get up. You need to get a shower. You need to brush your teeth. You need to eat your Pop-Tart. Put your shoes on, get your backpack, Get your lunchbox, on and on and on. And and 10 and 13 years of that, you would think that they've got it figured out, but guess what? They don't. They don't. And Sarah's the same way with me. She's like, put your toothbrush away, put your socks in the hamper, make the bed, you know, all of those things. And you would think that after this many years of marriage, it's going to be 15 this year. 15? Yeah, she's shaking her head no. Look at me. Look at me knowing. That's right. 15 years of marriage this year. You'd think that I would have learned, but I haven't. I haven't. But God's willing to repeat himself. Isn't it great that God doesn't just say something one time and then if we're not listening or if we don't have it figured out that he doesn't just move on by us. Like he gives us opportunities to get it right, he gives us opportunities to figure it out. He's not one and done. He, he, he's, he's in it for the long haul and he wants us to, to have success and to accomplish things in our life. 
So God's patient. He's waiting on us and he's willing to repeat himself. He's willing to speak again if we somehow miss it the first time. It took Samuel three times of running to Eli before even the priest figured it out. So God is willing to repeat himself in our lives so that we can hear him more clearly. But that's, that's the difficulty for you and for me. It's, it's easy for us, I think, to ask God to speak to us. But it is an entirely different thing to be able to position ourselves to truly listen. You and I, we live in a world that is full of constant noise and distraction. Emails, text messages, television, radio, Alexa, Siri. It's like going on all around us all the time. And it makes, us, it, makes it difficult for us to cut through the noise and listen. So the question is, how, how can we do it? In a world that is full of chaos, like the one in which we live, is it even possible for us to be able to, to tune in to God's voice and to, to pick out the subtle promptings that he is placing in our life. See, it's this, it's this word listening. Listening defined, it means making an effort to hear. So that tells me that if you and I want to hear the voice of God in our lives, we've got to be intentional about it. We've got to do it on purpose. We have to put forth an effort so that he can speak to us. And so I, I want to I highlight maybe just a few practical ways, some, some easy things that you can do in your life in order to position yourself to be able to hear these subtle promptings from the Lord. Now, this is by no means um, an, an exhaustive list, but, but these are the things, these are some things that if you, if you put one or two of these things in practice then you're going to be positioning yourself to move that ball a little bit further down the, down the field um, in, in your life. So, so take one or two of these and, and, and implement them this week and then see what happens. All right, so the first one of these, um, wait, things that you can do in order to position yourself to hear the promptings of God in your life, the first one you can do is, is this, read the Bible. Now, you knew that I was going to say this because I'm your pastor and we talk about it all the time. And every time that I come up here to preach a message from this stage, it, it starts and it ends with the Bible and our relationship um, with Jesus, our, 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 our following of Christ, it begins and ends with the Bible. The Bible is 100% foundational to who we are as believers in Jesus and, and what he is trying to accomplish in and through our lives. Every facet of our relationship with God is intertwined with the Bible. The Bible is the inerrant word of God. And every time you and I read it for ourselves, we are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the God of the universe. Simply put, the more time you spend reading, studying, engaging with God's word, the more you will be in a position to hear his voice in your life. Amen. Read the Bible. Number two, be quiet. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to be quiet, right? It's, it's one thing when sources beyond our control are creating noise and distraction, but it's an entirely different thing when we are the ones constantly choosing it. 
But I've discovered that if I will honor God in my life by turning off the TV or taking out the earbuds or putting my phone on silent or do not disturb and and focus on him, that those are the times that God will show up and he will honor that by speaking into my life. Now, here's a couple practical ways that, that you might see this happen in your life. Maybe it's during exercise, all right? Now, chances are when you go on your jog, you have the cute little armband holding your iPhone and, you know, you got the earbuds and you're listening to, you know, what, like some kind of pump it up music and everything, you know, but have you ever tried like jogging through the neighborhood, like just hearing the wind just blow past your ears? Or if you run as slow as me, you just hear nothing. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no wind or anything. It's just, it's just silence, you know, and then a snail goes by and he's like, woo. Take out the earbuds. Just run around your neighborhood and just clear your mind and ask God to speak to you. Or maybe, maybe you don't run, maybe you walk. Just go out on a walk, like down your street. And as you pass each house, just begin to pray a prayer of blessing over that house. Just begin to speak life into your community. And just, just take a stroll you know, and just use that time to like, just enjoy God's creation and see what he might download into you, see what he might prompt you. And, and you'll pass a house and, and God will, God will place in, in, in your heart. He'll say like that house, like they, they've got a specific need and it'll give you an opportunity to just say a prayer of blessing over that place. Ask God to give you insight into how you can speak life into your neighbors and your community. But, but it, it starts first by, by unplugging so that we can plug in. It's during our exercise routine or maybe it's during your commute. Now, I don't typically listen um, to the radio in the car, but I am an avid podcaster. All right, anybody that's been around me for more than 30 seconds um, the staff can tell you, like, I'm constantly, my wife, um, I'm constantly listening to podcasts um, of all different kinds. A lot of them are about Kentucky Wildcats athletics, um, but also a number of them. I'm always listening to someone preach or um, listening to a church leadership podcast or whatever. I do this in the car. I do this in the shower. A couple Christmases ago, I got a, I got a, um, a, a Bluetooth waterproof speaker and I'll take it into the shower and like hang it there next to my loofah. And I listen to, <laughs> I'm like learning how to lead a church, um, you know, as I'm, as I'm shampooing my hair. Um, but in the car, a lot of times, I'm, I'm constantly listening to, to a podcast, but sometimes I just... I just turn it off. And it's just me and God and my thoughts and my prayers and, and just silently driving down the road. And, and it's in those times that I've discovered that that's when God will like, he'll give me an idea for a new message series or he'll prompt me to pray for somebody in the church or something like that. And, and if we'll just get quiet, God will, he will speak to us. If we'll unplug and we'll, we'll allow him to do that. Or, or maybe it's at your, your wake up or your bedtime routine. So like uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, Sarah and the kids, they, they get up um, fairly early and they leave the house to go to work or to school. And so I'm there for a little bit and the house is just quiet and it's still. 
And I use that time to pray and to read my Bible and to journal and just spend some time with God. You know, we talked about the SOAP method earlier. That's when I do the SOAP method, um, scripture, observation, application, prayer. And, and, and so I, I take advantage of that um, every day and, and, you know, just use that time that the house is quiet. Maybe, maybe you can't, uh, you, you don't have that kind of schedule um, at your disposal, but you could get up 30 minutes earlier before everyone else. Or maybe your time is at night. You've got the kids to bed or whatever it is. And, and maybe you're just going to stay up 30 minutes to an hour later, but it's not going to be to watch Jimmy Fallon. It's going to be actually to engage with, with the God of the universe. Um, instead, how, however, however it fits in your schedule, it, it, it could be at your lunch break or whatever, but wherever it works for you and your schedule, there's just something about if you'll be intentional about being quiet and just getting alone with God, he will speak to you. It's amazing how it happens. The third thing is this, change your routine, change your routine. Do you ever get out of the shower and think, did I wash my hair? You know, like your head's wet, but like, you're like, did I actually use shampoo and conditioner? Or you get to work and you're like, did I put on deodorant today? It's because the things that we do regularly as part of our routine, man, we just get on autopilot. That's, that's how our brains function. Like we can, we can just do things and we don't even think about it anymore. It's just built in. We do the same things over and over and over again. And the same thing is true as we listen for God to speak in our lives. Sometimes we just need a different routine. Like, what are some things that you could change about your routine this week to put you in a different position for God to be able to speak to you? Maybe you could drive a different way to work. Maybe it takes a few minutes longer and that's a few minutes extra that you could have. Or maybe you just need to change seats at church. And a lot of you are kind of, kind of picky about that. And you like, you have your seat. I've been sitting here since Noah came over on the ark. And by God, you know, like maybe you just need to shift spots a little bit. Like try the other side of the auditorium or, or move further back so that I don't spit on you. Like when I make a really emphatic point, you know, because you're in the, the front row splash zone, like you're at SeaWorld. Maybe you should go out for a walk instead of watching TV. Go to bed earlier so that you can wake up earlier. Just, just a subtle shift in our routine at one place or another. That could make all the difference. Here's a good rule of thumb. A new place plus a new pace equals a new perspective. A new place plus a new pace equals a new perspective. If, if God isn't speaking to you the way that you would desire, quit doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. Change something about your routine and watch how God will show up. The fourth thing, journal. All right, now, before every man in here expects me to turn in my man card, <laughs> let me explain myself. When I say journal, I'm not talking about one of those flowery diaries with a padlock on the front of it. You know, you write about like the cute boy in your science class. That's not what I'm getting at. I mean, unless that's your thing. And if it is, then you do you. Okay. Like you just, whatever, whatever. I, what I am talking about though is, is just, it's a compilation of notes, ideas, thoughts, feelings, prayers that you just keep like 
in a book or, or some place that you can go back to. Several years ago, a, a pastor friend of mine encouraged me to start journaling and, and showed me the SOAP method and said, hey, why don't you try this? And so for, for several years off and on, I've did it with varying levels of success. Um, but last year I did it quite a bit. And then this year I've committed that at least five days a week, I'm gonna journal. And the cool thing is, is that as you journal, um, I've discovered that when, when I will do that and when I will read the Bible and when I will write down the things that are going on in my life and the things that I believe that, that God is speaking to me, that I, I begin to learn things. And, and now I can go back over, over days and weeks and months and I can look at seasons of my life that I was in and I can, I can look at scriptures that, that meant a lot to me or things that the Lord was telling me and I can see how he was preparing me then for the season that I'm in now. You don't have to use a paper journal though. Like it doesn't have to be a book. You could use a, like the notes on your phone or on a, on a tablet or on a computer, whatever the idea is though, that, that you just put down some, you know, something hard copy um, of the things that, that you're thinking about, the things that you're feeling, the things that you believe God is speaking to you, the things that you're praying for and believing God for. And then you'll see over the course of time that, hey, God really is speaking to me. So I encourage everybody, even the dudes in the room, start journaling. Make that a priority and see how God might use it. And I know some of you are like, yeah, that, that, that just won't work for me. That, I, I don't see how that would be helpful. Well, here's my question. Are you happy with the results that you're currently getting? Is God speaking to you the way that you, that you really wish that he would? And if the answer is no, why not give it a try? Try it for 21 days and see what might happen if you began to implement this kind of thing in your life. What could it hurt? God may just speak to you in a brand new way. Then the last way, here's the kicker for everybody. Last thing we can do is obey. Like this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where it's really, really hard. So I think that a lot of people, they're eager for God to speak something new into their lives. Like we want that, don't we? We want God to like, we want him to say something new to us, right? Some of us pray desperately for God to speak to us, to give us an answer, to, to show us a direction, to, to prompt us in some way. But, but here's my question. Could it be that maybe God isn't speaking anything new into our lives because we failed to take action on what he already told us before? We haven't been obedient to the thing that he's already communicated. And God's saying, look, I wanna tell you some new stuff, but I'm still waiting on you to do that over there. And until you get that right, then you're not gonna be ready for what I've got for you right now. The point of God's communication is, it's not sensation, it's transformation. So if, if you and I aren't being obedient to what we believe he is, he is telling us to do, then we likely aren't going to hear him say anything new or different. But every time we obey God's promptings in our life, not only does it increase our faith, but it also increases our ability to hear more clearly from him in the future. When you feel God prompting you to do something, the first thing you, could, you should consider is, number one, does this align with the Bible? Remember, that's our lens. And then if so, the second thing is, do it. 
Whatever God's telling you to do, if it lines up with scripture, step out in faith and be obedient to it. Here's what Paul wrote in 2 uh, uh, Thessalonians. It's actually 2 Thessalonians, not 1. 2 Thessalonians 1.11. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. When the promptings of God in our lives leads to obedience, not only will it grow and strengthen us, but here's what happens. It'll grow and strengthen those around us. Your act of obedience to a prompting of God could very easily be the answer to someone else's prayer. Just imagine the possibilities of how God might want to use you to minister to people in your neighborhood, at your school, your workplace, anywhere in this community. If we would simply listen, weigh against scripture, and then be obedient to the things that he is prompting us to do in our lives. When God prompts you to say something, say it. When God prompts you to give something, give it. When God prompts you to go somewhere, go. Like to the steak restaurant after church and take your pastor with you. (laughs) When God prompts you to do something, do it. Because here's what I've discovered. And this this is the point of this entire series, in my opinion. When the people of God are intentional about hearing and responding to the voice of God, the end result will always be the advancement of the kingdom of God. When the people of God are intentional about hearing and responding to the voice of God, the end result will always be the advancement of the kingdom of God. As God speaks to us and you and I respond in obedience, his church, his kingdom, his purpose and plan for our life will be built and fulfilled if we will simply honor him by obeying the things that he tells us to do and by taking action on the things that he speaks into our life through his word, through our desires, through other people, through open and closed doors, through our pain, and through our promptings. As we take action on the voice of God, the end result will be the advancement of the the kingdom of God. Every time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here in this place today. I thank you for these men and women that are gathered here, Lord, and I thank you that you are speaking to them. You're speaking to all of us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to position ourselves in such a way that we would be able to hear with great clarity the things that you are communicating to us. And as you speak, as you communicate, Lord, that you would give us the courage and the boldness to do the things, to act on the things that you are calling us to do, the things that you are telling us to do. 
And God, we put our faith and our hope and our trust in you, Lord. And we pray that, that as you speak to us, Lord, that you would help us in our obedience to be catalysts for change in the community around us. And Lord, that we could be agents that would build the kingdom of God because of our obedience to you and what you're speaking to our lives. It's in your most holy name that we pray these things. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us today. At Christwalk Church, we exist to inspire people to follow Jesus every day. For more information about Christwalk, please visit us at thechristwalk.com.